Good morning and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Tuesday, February 20th. On today's show, Singapore-based fintech Zaltz acquires digital trade platform Contour Network and Porsche introduces two new hybrids to its lineup of plug-in Panameras. Plus, Fujifilm announces the X100 V6, its follow-up to a TikTok sensation. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with an interesting turn of events in the fintech world. Singapore startup Zaltz, founded just 18 months ago, has acquired Contour Network, a digital trade platform established by eight major banks. The acquisition price, while undisclosed, is said to be in the high single millions and composed of cash and stock. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about Zaltz and Contour Network? Certainly, David. Xaltz is a fintech startup that enables financial institutions to build and manage blockchain-based apps. It was founded in 2022 by Ashutosh Goel and Supreet Kaur, who previously held senior executive positions at HSBC and Meta, respectively. On the other hand, Contour Network is a digital trade platform started in 2017 by a consortium of eight banks to digitize trade. It's currently used by 22 banks and over 100 global businesses. What led to the creation of Zaltz, and how does it plan to utilize Contour Network? Zaltz was launched to address the issue that large financial institutions and businesses often don't have a single process to handle all their financial products. These are usually handled by different teams both inside and outside of their organizations. Zaltz aims to let businesses build their own apps and share them not only within their organization, but also outside. With the acquisition of Contour Network, Xaltz plans to turn it into a rail connecting banks, corporations, and other institutions and integrate it with Xaltz platform. This will enable Xaltz clients to build apps and connect with each other in a secure and compliant way. What is the potential impact of this acquisition on global trade? Global trade is expected to reach $30 trillion by 2030, but it's still plagued by a lot of friction. Transactions often take a lot of time as all parties involved, including importers, exporters, banks, logistics companies, and customs, exchange information in a mostly manual process. Zaltz aims to streamline this process by enabling banks to be more connected with corporate customers and offering B2B finance solutions, including trade finance and lending. Can you give us an example of how Zaltz's platform can be used? Sure. Let's consider a global fast fashion conglomerate with vendors in Vietnam and Bangladesh. Even if the conglomerate's bank isn't present in those countries, it can help vendors access financing through a one-click solution on its internal vendor portfolio by using Zaltz to build integrated apps. This is just one example of how Zaltz's platform can revolutionize the way financial institutions and businesses operate. Thanks for that update, Michael. In other tech-related news, Porsche is expanding its electrified offerings with the announcement of two new plug-in hybrid Panameras. This comes as the German automaker seeks to cater to a growing demand for efficient and dynamic e-hybrid powertrains. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about these new models? Certainly, David. Porsche is adding the Panamera 4 e-hybrid and the Panamera 4S e-hybrid to its lineup. 
These new models are part of Porsche's response to the increasing demand for hybrids, even as the sales growth of pure battery electric vehicles slows down. However, these new models come with a hefty price tag. The 4E hybrid starts at $170,495, while the 4S e-hybrid kicks off at $128,795. That's quite a price. What can we expect in terms of performance from these new models? The Panamera 4E hybrid combines a new hybrid system with a revamped 2.9-liter V6 twin-turbo engine, offering better acceleration and improved torque. The combined system clocks in at 463 horsepower, with a maximum torque of 479 pounds-feet. The 4S e-hybrid features a similar engine, but with a slightly higher performance output. The total system will get 536 horsepower, and a maximum torque of 553 pounds-feet. And what about the battery and charging capabilities? The new battery is bigger, with a gross capacity of 25.9 kilowatt-hour, placing it among the top tiers of plug-in hybrids. An 11-kilowatt onboard AC charger can charge up the battery in as little as two hours in the right conditions. A completely new electric motor, which supplements the gas engine, will by itself put out 187 horsepower, as well as 331 pound-feet of torque. What driving modes are available in these new models? The 4 and 4S will both start out in fully electric e-power mode when turned on. Once the state of charge of the battery is under a certain minimum value, the system will automatically switch over to the hybrid auto mode. There are also two additional drive modes, e-hold and e-charge, which preserve the current state of charge of the battery and charge the battery to 80% by the combustion engine at speeds above 34 miles per hour, respectively. How does this fit into Porsche's overall strategy? Porsche has been in the hybrid game for over 10 years, offering plug-in hybrid versions of the Cayenne and Panamera, as well as non-plug-in hybrid models. As the rate of EV sales comes back down to earth, the automaker is hedging its bets by broadening the number of hybrid models it has on hand. Thanks for your insights, James. Now let's switch gears to the world of photography. Fujifilm's X100V camera became a sensation, with demand so high that it seemed perpetually back-ordered. Now Fujifilm has announced its successor, the X100X, which, while similar in appearance, boasts significant improvements. Here to discuss this is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Tech. So Bella, what can we expect from the X100VIs? The X100V6, while maintaining the rangefinder-style mirrorless design, has several enhancements that make it more versatile than its predecessor. It now features a 40-megapixel sensor, providing greater cropping leeway and editing flexibility. One of the most impressive upgrades is the inclusion of in-body image stabilization, offering up to six stops of stabilization for scenarios where you want to keep the shutter speed as slow as possible while preserving image sharpness. That sounds like a significant upgrade. But what about the price? Indeed, with these upgrades, the price has increased by $200, bringing the new MSRP to $1,599. This price point is not far off from the X-T5, but it's important to note that the two cameras serve very different purposes. The X-T5 is an interchangeable lens system, whereas the X-106 comes with a 23mm f2 fixed lens. Are there any areas where Fujifilm has decided not to upgrade? Yes, the X100V6 still uses a UHS-1 SD card slot, which is relatively slow for a camera in this price range. It also uses the same battery as the X100V, rather than the longer-lasting battery found in other Fujifilm models. 
This decision was made to maintain the X100V6 overall size, but it does mean that users might need a spare battery for a full day of shooting. What about the processing capabilities of the X100VX? Fujifilm has equipped the X106 with its latest X processor 5, making the new camera almost twice as fast as the X100V. Along with the speed boost, the camera also features much improved autofocus that uses the company's latest algorithms for subject detection. The X100 VSIC comes loaded with 20 Fujifilm film simulations, including the Riala Ace Sim that was previously exclusive to one of the company's medium format cameras. When can we expect the X100 VSIC to be available? The X100 VS, available in silver or black, is expected to start shipping in early March. Fujifilm will also release an extremely limited edition version of the camera, engraved with the corporate brand logo from Fujifilm's founding in 1934 and priced at $1,999. Each unit bears a unique serial number and comes in a special soft-release box that includes a special strap and Fujifilm history cards. Thanks for the insights, Bella. As we continue to explore the tech sector, let's shift our focus to the food tech investment sector. New Zealand-based food tech company, Maruku, has been making strides in molecular farming technology, with its CEO, Amos Palfreyman, claiming this proactive approach has put them three to four years ahead of emerging competitors. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about Maruku and its technology? Certainly, David. Maruku is a company that's been working on molecular farming technology. This technology allows them to program plant cells to act as mini factories, producing proteins, fats, and sugars that are traditionally made by animals. The company initially focused on programming plants to produce dairy proteins that could be extracted from seeds. However, they've since expanded their approach to leverage interactions between recombinant dairy casein and native plant proteins, with or without improved fatty acid profiles. Interesting. How does Maruku differentiate itself from other companies using molecular farming technologies? Maruku sets itself apart by focusing on business-to-business -business and modifying both proteins and fats within the same plant. They've also chosen to use safflower as their primary crop due to its climate resilience. This approach has allowed them to transform a larger portion of the seed into a range of versatile ingredients tailored for the food and beverage industry. And what progress has the company made since its seed funding round in 2022? Since their seed round, Maruku has made significant advancements in its proprietary dairy seed system. They've reached several key proof-of-concept milestones, demonstrating the viability and potential of the dairy seed system. The company has also tripled the size of its team and formed relationships with a number of food manufacturing partners for co-development opportunities. They've expanded their footprint to Israel and Australia, which was selected as the launchpad for initial market entry. What's next for Maruku? How will they use the $5 million pre-Series A funding they've just announced? The new capital will enable Maruku to expand its crop development efforts. This includes a partnership with CSIRO, the Australian government agency responsible for scientific research. The company will take its modified safflower varieties into field trials in Australia. They're also looking at establishing a presence in the United States. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks, Celeste. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.